This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Monday, February 22nd, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who 100% will never forget where he was one year ago today, tonight, Jerem Jordan. It's only been a year. It's felt like three. Mm. Is that, yeah, BYU, Gonzaga, a year ago. Gonzaga was number two. We did a show the day before in the Marriott Center on the court, which is the closest thing we've ever had to game day. It was very Mm. fun. BYU delivered, man, and Mark Pope calls it the most epic senior night ever. I think the 1981 win against top 10 Utah and Danny Angel senior night. It happens to be a touch better, but that's besides the point. This was an amazing night, so fun. You and I actually stood in the tunnel next to BYU's uh, bench for this one because there was no room anywhere else. No, it was max capacity. I just remember feeling un... uh, It was a feeling I had never had before in the Marriott Center. Like, you'd experienced this before because of the San Diego State situation with Jimmer. But it's kind of like you're in this sea of fans, and at some point you're like, I can't control where I'm going, so I'm just going just gonna to go with the flow. I've been to many a concert like this. <laughs> it's, it's like the tides. <laughs> you just let your body go. Yeah. <laughs> you flow over here to the right a little Step bit. Step in an ocean, you can die. But, yeah. <laughs> the stampede came. No one got hurt. Yeah. It, it, what a wonderful night. I mean, it was, it was insane. Fred Warner and Daniel Sorensen were fresh off of the Super Bowl a couple weeks before. They were both there. It was just, I think Danny Ainge was there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, was, it was crazy. It was a fun night, man. I can't believe it's been a year. Longest year ever. For everybody Longest in the world. Longest year ever. For everyone in the world. Is there anyone in the world that doesn't feel like that was the longest man, like, year man, ever? Man, that went by fast, said no one. Now, oh, heck no. Now, uh, coincidentally, Jerem, it might be right now the greatest year in BYU sports in the last couple of decades overall. Based uh, on what teams are doing right now. He's built for chaos. Like the church teaches you to be built for chaos with the food storage and, and whatnot. So I think culturally we embrace when chaos happens. Like, no, we're ready for this. Let's, let's go. Like if something crazy happens, we're ready. We got a line of communication, ministering families, yep. you know, the eldest corn president. Anyway, that applies to sports. It really does. Football set the tone for everybody else. Football set the tone. When's the last time BYU had Eight current sports ranked in the top 12 at the same time. 1987 in <laughs> February. No, I don't know. Yeah, may, maybe early 80s. I don't, I don't even know. But uh, 81 was a good year. Football, men's golf, basketball, golf with a natty. So. Ed Eyestone. Edwin Eyestone. doing something like prominent. Like in 84, he goes triple crown. But yeah. Sure. All right. Uh, more numbers featured in your show lineup, including a BYU basketball team that is Rolling. I mean, they were at one point they were up by like 34 points on LMU. Rolling, rolling, rolling. And the CBS Sports analysts seem to think that this BYU basketball team is better what? than last year's team. What? Do you agree? Okay. BYU basketball assistant coach Cody Fieger joins us to recap what exactly went so well for BYU at Gersten Pavilion in Los Angeles and what he's willing to do if BYU wins the West Coast Conference Tournament Championship in Vegas, plus a winning weekend to the max for 
basically every other sport that is competing right now at BYU. Here are today's BYUSN headlines. Men's Hoops beats up LMU 88-71, led by 39 combined points from Caleb Lohner and Matt Harms. Cougars play the final two games of the regular season at home this week. Thursday against San Francisco, Saturday against St. Mary's. And this just in, the AP poll is out. Men's Hoops is six out. Six spots out. Yeah. 31 in the top 25. That's up 13 spots from last week, Jerem. Yeah. Who knew the beating? Pacific and LMU would do that. BYU went from 44th to 31st in the top 25. Explain that to me. 31st in the top 25. What? Yeah. BYU women's basketball finished their undefeated season at home, 9-0, with a 75-68 win over the Portland Pilots. Shaylee Gonzalez had 26 points. She, with Paisley Harding and Lauren Gustin, combined for 61 of those 75. Gustin with a cool 16-16, and 16, you know, doing her thing, double-double. Yeah, man. The team takes on Santa Clara on the road this Thursday. Number one men's volleyball holds off number 10 Grand Canyon Saturday night, coming back down 0-1 and 1-2 to win in five, led by a career-high 16 kills from Zach Eschenberg. Cougars play Grand Canyon again, but on the road Thursday and Saturday, so BYU up 2-0 in the four-game series. Men's Swim and Dive won the 2021 Mountain Pacific Sports Federation title for the first time in five years. Well, the men did. The women's team came in second. BYU took first in 16 of the 40 events breaking six program records. What has gotten into every team at BYU? Those who qualify will swim next at the NCAA Championships at the end of March. Good luck. Yeah, very nice. Congratulations. Number 11 Cougar Gymnastics put up a 196.975, winning a tri-meet with Boise State and Air Force. Cougars host Utah State Friday on BYU TV, 9 Eastern. Ladies are crushing it. Yes. Okay, I'm going to look at the daily results, Jerem. Well, they don't have daily results in yet. So, really, we just need to go with still number 11. At one point this weekend, they were number 10, but there were some teams that competed yesterday. So, women's gymnastics, a team flirting with that top 10 ranking. BYU baseball, back last weekend. They split a doubleheader against a pretty good Texas State team. BYU lost the first game 5-4, a couple of critical errors, but followed up in the second game with a 9-4 victory. BYU back today against Texas State at 5 p.m. Eastern time. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Is BYU basketball this season better than last year's team? Because CBS analyst and former Penn head coach Tom Donahue said the following about BYU. Last year, BYU was thought to be a dark horse team that could make some noise, maybe make a run in the tournament. This year's team probably doesn't have quite the same shooting, but feels like it might be a touch more complete. What's your feel? I'll tell you what my feel is. I think they're better than last year. Uh, excuse me? That's the only time we're going to show a highlight of just a foul because we wanted to hear the sound. <laughs> BYU basketball is better what? than last year's team? Okay. That is quite the hot take. Yeah. Jerem, do you agree with... Steve Donahue and the CBS Sports commentary from Saturday. No! BYU's not better. Let's break it down. Let's quantify it with some research here. Okay, does this year's team have a win over a top five team? No. Uh, Last year's did at this time. Is BYU ranked in the top 25? Six out, but BYU was ranked uh, at this time. Uh, Top 10 net ranking for this year's team? No. They're getting better. 22. Um, Projected six or seven seed? Eight or nine? Then no, it's not. This year's team is pretty good. I would say good to very good. Last year's team was very good, right? Um, 
And, and so, so what? They're not as good as last year, but they are not far behind. You look at the metrics, though. So what does BYU do this year better than last year? There is something. Uh, there are two things, in my opinion. One is defense. Yep. And it's not even an opinion. It's just better. Uh, adjusted defensive efficiency by Ken Palm, that is... How many points do you allow per 100 possessions? BYU is at 92.2. That is the uh, best number defensively since 08. Wow, at BYU. That's amazing. And third best since 97 when Ken Palm started tracking that. So that's amazing. The other thing is this. BYU is deeper than last year's team. That's not always a strength per se, but if you have foul trouble or someone's off, there are other guys to go to. And BYU is playing 10 deep. This is Mark Pope, 97. Five, six, when did he win? Uh, National championship. They went 10 deep at Kentucky. They pressed. That's mainly why. But this team is so deep. So in those two ways, yes, there's less star power, but there's more depth, and they are a better defensive team. And oh, by the way, offensively, BYU's still in the top 30. It was 1996 when Mark Pope won his national championship at Kentucky with Rick Pitino. And in that year, I don't know if you heard, Jaron, but Mark Pope never cursed, not one time. (laughs) Well, things change. <laughs> things change. Okay, back to the topic at hand. This makes perfect sense that Tom Donahue would say, say something like this. He coaches in the Ivy League. All right? <laughs> He's like, I love a backdoor Yes. Pass. Yes, just hard-nosed, defensive effort, gritty, get up and, you know, you bring your lunch pail to work every day, you play what defense. What is this, a steel mill and, or a coal mine in West Virginia? Oh, it is Penn, you know. No Pittsburgh wonder. Steelers no wonder. in Pennsylvania. He's like, yeah. This makes perfect sense. Based on who he is, his backdrop, where he coaches, he's watching what BYU does yes. defensively. He's seeing those metrics, and he's like, that's way better than BYU was last year in well, that regard. In that particular number, yes. But is anybody saying the type of things about BYU basketball this year, other than Tom Donahue, that others were saying about BYU last year? Uh, this no. team could legitimately make a run to the Elite Eight if not the final four. They were like the Cinderella favorite dark horse pick to shoot their way into just a dramatic final four. This team is unbelievable. Jake Toulson, Yoli Childs, TJ Haas, Zach Selyus. Oh, and Alex Barcelo was the afterthought. He's now the alpha on this BYU team. Yep, They were loaded. Nobody is saying that BYU has the potential to make a final four run, other than maybe the guys that are in that locker room and telling each other, hey, we can do something special. They should think that way. Right. BYU's not the top three-point shooting team in the country. That's the difference. Yeah, the national consensus is not, this could be a Final Four dark horse team. If you have Yoli Childs and you shoot the three the best in the country, you can compete with anyone. It's different. Now, can BYU compete with anyone defensively? Perhaps. But offensively is where it's like, okay, that's where there's going to be a difference. BYU has shot the three better, which is great. I'm really excited about that that was my one. Uh, if we're if we're picking nits with this team, that was my one thing. Oh, well, and watch what ago. happens when you play defense well and you shoot the three well. You crush teams. Yes, but BYU's not going to play LMU and Pacific in the first and second rounds of the tournament, right? It's going to be a tougher competition. But as you get closer to that, that's great. And, and I don't think we can completely just look at how BYU performed against Gonzaga to see how BYU would perform in a second round game should the Cougars win the first. I, I think that the Whoever the, the third first seed is, is not going to be Gonzaga. And the way BYU played at home, if BYU shoots three a little bit better, Cougars are in that game, and all it takes is one game. It's not a series. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. BYU is not better than last year, but BYU is way better yeah. than I thought they would yeah. be. I would love to see BYU play again against USC 
and Boise State. They're a different team right now. UAB and so, beats Boise State right now. And those teams are different, too. Yeah. I mean, the Mobley brothers are unbelievable U- at USC. USC. I'm not sure. But I'd like, I don't think tough. BYU is going to lose by 30 against USC oh, no. right now. Yeah, I'm sitting in Uncasville, Connecticut at that one going, gosh, this is bad. There are 100 people in that gym. And I'm just like, wow, this is terrible. But Boise State, that's the game. BYU's not going down 14 nothing again. That, and that was the difference. I would like to see BYU rematch against those teams because they are similar in that they're athletic, they have long players, a little bit more difficult to defend, but BYU is a different team now. Their freshmen don't feel like freshmen, notably Caleb Lohner. Oh, right. my goodness, he right. was unbelievable over the weekend. So while he's taking the jump to steal Mark Pope's phrase, this BYU team still has some work to do. Like they, they could potentially maybe get close to the level over these next few weeks. If they win the West Coast Conference the Tournament Championship, what? be a team that is – Capable of winning a game or two in the NCAA tournament. Yeah. It'd be nice if this team won a game. I think if BYU goes and they lose a non-close game, I think there's some disappointment there given how, how good this team's been defensively. And then offensively, BYU's still top 30. It's not like BYU's a slouch. BYU's really good. BYU's in the like 10th percentile of offenses in the country. Think about that. And right now, they're 36 at large. And there's like 357 uh, Division One teams. BYU is one of the top 10 percentile teams in college basketball. Yeah. Like to get in that large, you have to be that good. What would make you think? And this is just a question for you, Jerem. Everybody else, feel free to chime in on Twitter, or social you, media. You plural. Which okay. English stinks. What would you? What would it take to make you think that this team has surpassed last year's team? What would they have to accomplish on the floor to get to that level? That's a good question. Probably because going to the tournament is not it. Right. Just because we didn't see it. Even winning a game is probably not enough. I don't know. Maybe it's win two. Get to the Sweet 16. But even then, I thought last year's team was fully capable of doing (laughs) anything. Right. Like anything good I thought was possible. Not like win it, but I thought, oh, listen, it's not not insane to win two games in the NCAA tournament. It's not. Based on seeding and matchups? games. BYU's only done that, you know, twice. Twice, ever. Uh, if you count the NIT, maybe it's four, right, with 51 and 66. But those a different era, di- different time. I, that's a great question. I'm not exactly sure because I think from an efficiency standpoint, offensively, that's not going to happen. It's just a different group of personnel, a little younger outside of Averitt and Barcelona yeah. with who's shooting the ball and who's experienced. They, they'd have to get a top five win. Like, what's the win that sends last year's team over the hump? It's Gonzaga at home. Yes. So if, if Gonzaga didn't opt out and BYU won that game in Vegas, maybe you would say, okay, they're on par or maybe better. Think about this. If BYU holds serve, they beat San Francisco and St. Mary's this week, Gonzaga opts out of the West Coast Conference Tournament Championship, BYU goes down there, wins a couple of games, they win the Tournament Championship, they're riding this massive win streak into the tournament, they're going to be in the top 25, and they're probably going to be a seven, dare I say, flirting with the six. If now they're, they're on par with last year. Yes. Not better. But they're on par. par. Yeah. But if they win a game or two and get to the Sweet 16, at that point I'm like... Oh, if BYU gets to the Sweet 16, it'll, okay. be, it'll be hard to argue against that Yeah, because we didn't know what last year's team did. We never saw it. No one saw it. Well, we saw what it did in the projected ESPN tournament getting to the national championship against Wisconsin and then losing. Yes. Binary man. <laughs> okay, BYU's basketball resume. Looking, looking. So Fine, good. so right good. Nit or nit. Hopefully not. Any net. The net twenty two. That's up three. He's twenty two right now. Ken Palm twenty. Twenty. 
It would have been higher if BYU didn't allow like a 15-0 run later. That's numbers-based. BYU could have been top, uh, inside the top 20. Um, still awesome. BPI 27 holds uh, stays the same. KPI up to 15. 15? Who runs KPI? Can we talk know. to that person? Strength of record, 24 plus 3. Down one in the Sagarin. Uh, okay. Thanks, uh, Jeff Sagarin. Yeah. And then bracketology, uh, Jerry Palm has BYU as an 8, up from a 9. Team rankings, the, the top seed barely for BYU would be a 7. Bracket matrix, 7.75. So BYU's crossed into the 7th yes. seed in bracket matrix. Well, according to team rankings, for the most likely seed, as you mentioned, is a 7 seed at 17.7%. The next most likely seed is a 6 a s- at 171 Well, again, if BYU's one number, just add one, which is likely what's going to happen So if they're a Sunday 6, play. they're going to end up as a 7 yeah. seed based on bracketing yeah. and no Sunday play. So if BYU's a 6, they're a 7. If they're a 7, they're an 8. In 100 out of 100 brackets, according to our friends at Bracket Matrix, I by would the ho- way. I would hope so. Thank you, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bracket Matrix. Our question of the day, is BYU basketball better this year than they were last year? I can't believe we're actually asking this question. Yeah, who thinks it's a yes? I want to hear that. Tom Donahue. Besides him. (laughs) Ivy League coach. (laughs) From our audience. I know. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. First response in from at CED1 on Twitter. No, last year's team had the more dominant players and the for sure scores. I love this year's team, but last year... BYU would have been sweet 16. Perhaps. It depends on matchups. So, again, if BYU this year peaks, they continue to play at this high level, they're you know playing their best basketball at the right time, and they, they win a game, get to the sweet 16, at that point, then do we all look, step back and say, okay, maybe it's Tom Donahue was right. Part of it, honestly, is this. You're dealing with adopted Cougs versus, like, five-year Cougs, except for Jake Toulson. There was sort of a relationship with Yoli Childs and T.J. Haas of, like, Yes, we've seen you from uh, birth, freshman year, through. Yeah. Jake Toulson comes well, back, that say, story. Well, well, even there, there, there is still some of that five-year plan but with like, Jake Toulson. We love Matt Harms and Brandon Averitt, but that relationship is newer, so it's not as deep, right? Does that make sense? Still love these guys. They've been awesome. But Okay, coming up, which BYU Cougar had the best weekend? Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to join our conversation whenever you feel like it. Plus, BYU basketball assistant coach Cody Feger on what he's willing to do if the Cougars win the WCC tournament in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. They are getting the set ready for tomorrow with the special edition of BYU Basketball with Mark Pope. As all three seniors, Alex Barcelo, Matt Harms, Brandon Averett, will join us on set. We've had no players on set all year. We're going to bring them in. They have the pseudo-bubble, that right side of the uh, court with Mark Pope and then Greg Rebell on the left. So it should be a fun show tomorrow night, 8.30 Eastern on the BYU TV. Can't wait for that. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play on a Monday. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. It is our pleasure to welcome in... A man who was recently featured on our Deep Blue segment, Cody Feger, basketball assistant coach for the BYU men's team on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Cody, obviously Mark Pope has his own show. When are we starting the Cody Feger show? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I think I got a little while uh, for that to happen. Um, 
Nobody brings the juice like Coach Pope to his shows. Yeah, it's <laughs> listen. As the producer of that show, it's pretty fun and and easy. He just he's a great uh, main character, right? In it. So let's talk about your oh, deep blue, and then we'll talk about the game. So um, first off, the bowl cut was amazing. Um, oh. There was a picture of that with Rick Majerus, and then. A lot of great reaction from players. We kn- we knew you were a player coach, but that was really emphasized by the reaction from that. What did that mean to you? Uh, it means a lot, you know, because you 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 do this for them, right? That that's why I'm in this profession because you want to see them succeed. You want to see them, you know, get better every day. That's our mantra around here. But uh, it's cool to see that you have a you have a slight impact in their lives, and uh, you you try to make it better every single day. Cody, if you win the West Coast Conference tournament, in whatever fashion that may mean, will you bring back the bowl cut? <laughs> <laughs> a couple of the players have been talking to me, trying to get me to. Um, I was actually going to try to get a haircut today, but I I didn't have time. Um, yeah, so we'll see um, if we win it. Let's go. I'm in. <laughs> I like that. Right to, hey, Ben, write that down. Write that down. That's awesome. And and let's talk about the games because certainly you guys go on the road and you just take care of business. At Pacific, 28-point win. At LMU, you, you beat them by you know, 17 or 18. What did it mean to go on that trip and, and after a 10-day layoff, get two big wins? Yeah, it was huge. I mean, that, that 10 days after, after losing to Gonzaga, it's a long time, a lot of practices. Um, our guys were really looking forward to hitting somebody else. Um, we really focused on physicality. Uh, we really focused on our communication um, during the, during those ten days. So our, our guys were so focused and locked in and and uh, playing for each other. You know, the other thing we were talking about was protecting the ball, and our guys did a great job of that. Um, you know, our, our two two uh, lead guards, Brandon Averett and uh, Alex Barcelo, finished. Finished the weekend with 20 assists and five turnovers. I mean, it was just it was just a great weekend. Caleb Lohner rebounded, played so well. Matt Harms, his physicality took a huge step. Um, I could go down the line on each one of our guys that came to play really hard and played for each other. It, it was a great weekend. BYU basketball assistant coach Cody Feger on BYU Sports Nation. During Saturday's broadcast, the CBS analysts were gushing about the current state of BYU basketball. So much so that they said this year's team is better than last year's team, which kind of put all and of the sports station on pause. And they said, they said. And it's not close, Cody. What do you think about that statement? Um, it's pretty, pretty. I don't know what to say about that statement. To tell you the truth, uh, last year's team was incredible, and this year's team is is really good in a lot of ways too. As it, as you know, I think we're still growing as a team this year. Um, but right now, I think they're talking about uh, a lot of our defensive efficiency numbers because that took a huge jump. Um, this year, our adjusted defensive efficiency, right now we're 27th in the country. And last year, we were 60th in the country. Um, so I think we've taken a huge jump defensively. We're, we're, we're a lot better. And then uh, offensively, we're, uh, uh, we're, tw- or we're 30th this year in uh, – adjusted off- offensive efficiency and um last year we were seventh so i think they're just talking about those two numbers um just to how we've taken a big step defensively where we went from 60th to 27 this year and and like our guys are still getting better still getting to know each other and um and i think we're starting to hit our stride at the right time 
It's the best BYU defensive number, as you brought up, since 08. That's saying a lot. There were some great defenses at BYU, so that's notable. And now you look at uh, what this team has in front of it, San Francisco and St. Mary's this week, two big home games to try and close out the regular season, a rescheduling shift from the league. Uh, what's, what's in store this week and two big ones as you try and hold serve as a single-digit seed in the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I mean, th- these are two huge games. I mean, San Francisco, there's one of those, they're one of those teams that can beat anybody on any night because they shoot, shoot a ton of threes and um, – uh, they're just they have two really quick guards that, that can make really high level plays are really good defensively. Um, and then St. Mary's, we we all know about St. Mary's, right? They're they're a they're one of the slowest paced teams in the country that, that make you earn everything on the offensive end. They, they're a tough, hard nosed team, uh, really physical. Um, this week, we really need to do a great job of taking care of business at home and. I think we're actually going to have some fans in the stands this week, so we're excited oh. about that. Fingers crossed for that. Cody Figure with us on BYU Sports Nation. Do, do we know how many? I don't know. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that. I don't know if it's right or not. <laughs> well, Strike it from the record. Well, hopefully we do. Strike it from the record. <laughs> hopefully we do because I've been waiting. You guys have been waiting. And uh, it'd be nice to get at least some fans in there. I imagine it'd be something like 1,000 or 2,000 or something if they get them in there. But that'd, that'd be awesome. What, okay, if fans are in the stands this week, what, what does that do for the team? What, what kind of energy will that bring? I, I think it's just it just brings so much. You know, every game this year has kind of felt like a closed door scrimmage, um, where it's just been our bench the whole time that's been outstanding, cheering for each other, right? Best locker room in America, and then it's just going to give us an extra jolt. You know, our guys love playing in front of people, and and uh, I, I think they all be really excited about it. Well, can you blame people for wanting to show up after what BYU basketball did last weekend? Good gravy. Team's playing at a, an all-time high this season, and Caleb Lohner is a big part of that. What, what has changed for Caleb in the last few weeks to do what Mark Pope said he did, and that is take the jump? Yeah, C- Caleb Caleb's one of those guys who, I mean, you, you saw it from the beginning of the season to right now, right, where he, he's one of those guys that puts a ton of work in, you know, um, he's in the offices a lot, a lot, a lot, right? He'll spend a ton of time in here. He wants to watch film. He is just trying to figure out ways to get better. And then he's on the court shooting. He he shoots so much. Um, and he's one of those guys that he's, he's a pleaser. He just wants to get better. He wants to help this team win. You know, he'll, he'll talk to Barcelo. He's like, Hey, Alex, just tell me what you want me to do. You want me to come ball screen? You want me to come offensive rebound? I'll do whatever it takes to help this team win. And his confidence is just growing. He's just, uh, I mean, I love being around that kid. He, he's, 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 uh, he's a pleasure to coach and be around every single day just because he's one of those guys who just wants to get better and he just wants to win. You guys took a jump in the adjusted winning percentage. You're clear of Pepperdine by way more than you were before, yet you kind of don't know what you need to do this week to maintain the two seed. And if Gonzaga ends up opting out, you could be the one seed, right? So what's that like as a staff as you try and navigate that? Obviously, it's like, let's just win and we're probably good. Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing we're like – I mean, I told you last time I was on here, we look at those numbers. We care about all those. That, that, That matters to us. Um, we want to be the best, right? So all that stuff matters. And when we look at 
some of these things that they're, you know, the league's doing a little bit. We're just like, the only thing we can control right now is us, us taking care of these two games right here in, in front of us. And, and that's all our players are focused on. That's all our staff is focused on um, is, is playing our best against San Francisco and St. Mary's and, and kind of go from there. Cody Figure on BYU Sports Nation. One year ago today, I know you remember this day well, BYU knocks off Gonzaga at home in what Mark Pope called the most epic senior night in the history of BYU <laughs> basketball. Cody, what memories are top of mind when I say one-year anniversary of BYU knocking off number 2 Gonzaga? Um, it was a really special night, right? Um, I mean, I just remember 60 minutes before the game and and the rock was in there and they were rolling and uh uh Sean Farnham was right there and just like wow this is absolutely incredible um there's so many moments from at the end of the game from Connor driving it in passing it to Yoli with his big dunk um I'm thinking of Jake Toulson shooting it from you know 35 feet 40 feet <laughs> just banging it in front of everybody and, don't, don't let facts the get in the way of a good story there Cody <laughs> <laughs> and then and then uh, I'm thinking of uh TJ Hawes just just being a monster uh that entire game where he kind of, you know, won the game for us offensively and defensively the first, you know, 7 minutes of the game and and then uh Zach Selius, you know, small boying, I forget who it was who was trying to guard him and uh and there's just so many great things. <laughs> Dalton Nixon checking into the end of the game. Yeah, it was crazy. And and, and uh, Petrushev got uh, quote shoved in the back so hard that he left uh, the NCA. You know, he just went back to Europe. It was it was a great night. Um, you had three notable seniors, obviously, that you just mentioned. They graduate. There's no way you reload, right? You guys did it. You brought in Matt Harms. You brought in Brandon Averett. Alex Barcelo becomes kind of the alpha male of this team. And now these three seniors. Uh, they can come back if they want. Who I'm, I'm going to assume they're just not. If they do, I'll be surprised. But um, on, on Saturday, they play their final home game here in the Marriott Center, hopefully in front of some fans. What have these three meant to the program this year? I mean, I'll, I'll first start with uh, Brandon Averett, who's who's just been like, I just want to be a part of winning. I just want to do whatever I can, whatever it takes uh, to help this this program take another step and. And, you know, he, he's, he's, he's been so much and, uh, you know, his, his family from, you know, Dallas are, are, are so supportive to him and this program and, and Brandon, Brandon brings so much and, and Matt Harms, he's just like, Hey, what Matt Harms shows is that, you know, we, we can beat out the blue bloods and, and in recruiting and, and he's going to come here and be successful. Um, and that's been a huge step for our program where he's gotten better and then uh, with Alex Barcelo is just like he he's just been such a monster and a leader, and he he just wanted to lead as soon as uh, you know those those guys kind of took off. Alex Barcelo just like hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna come in, I'm gonna lead, I'm gonna I'm gonna take another step, and it, it's just it's been really special for all of us. And as a staff, we're just we kind of sit back in awe a little bit and just proud of what these guys are doing. Cody, for the record, we're not opposed to Matt Harms and Brandon Averett and Alex Barcelo coming back for another year. In oh, fact, yeah. with Averett and Harms, do you ever show them footage of that Gonzaga win just to say, this this is what it potentially could be like next year once things get back to normal? Is that something that could lure them back? 
Oh yeah, come on. The the, the rocket the, the fans here, that's that's why these guys wanted to come here in the first place. Um yeah, I mean we we'd love a shot. We want to do whatever's best for those guys and for their futures. That's first and foremost for us here. Um and then second, yeah, if if that's coming back, let's go. <laughs> we're we're happy to have them back and um to play in front of the rock and and uh play another year for coach Pope and uh, you know, I think it'd be beneficial for all. And if you have 16 scholarship, that's, that would also be beneficial, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Semantics. Need you guys to start donating. <laughs> hey, we're all in. Let's go. <laughs> Semantics. We're all about it. Hey, here's to more success, West Coast Conference Championships, and an approaching bowl cut, Cody. It's great to talk to you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you having me on. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Peager on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. If they win the tourney, and he actually, he wouldn't actually do it. I actually shaved my head, though, Cody. Come on, man. Hey, and how about the news that there might be fans this week? Hey, that's exciting. That, that I, I can get on board for this. Now, what I hope. Let's go, please. What I, what I hope doesn't happen is that because Cody brought it up, they're like. You were yeah. like, nah, we were thinking about it, but then we it got were going to do out. it. Nope. And then this BYU Sports Nation interview happened, and we were out, man. And all of a sudden, <laughs> BYU administration's from California. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> the bowl cut cinched it. Coming <laughs> up, school record and a title. Talked to one Cougar athlete who did both of it. Of those over the weekend. Is the jump in the AP rankings for BYU basketball this week enough to impress you, Jerem? We'll discuss. This is BYU Sports Nation. In a word, no. BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Get ready for Cougar Hoops in March just around the corner with the chance to win one of five BYU basketball fan packs that includes an autographed basketball, Roku, official team shirt, poster, and more. Go to BYUSN.com for details. The giveaway runs through February 24th. That's Wednesday. BYU Broadcasting employees and relatives are ineligible. He is Jeremiah Spencer. This is a Monday edition of BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Around presented by Visible Supply Chain Management tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. BYU assistant coach Cody Figger told us there might be fans in the stands this week for San Francisco and St. Mary's. What would this mean? Uh, some actual excitement at a home game. Not as much uh, emphasis on piping in fake noise. Let's just bring real noise. Let's give these guys an opportunity to play in front of fans. I really want them to have that. It'd be awesome to... The families could uh, have been able to come to the games, but it'd be great for some of the fans. It'd help all in, and it'd bring some juice. Yes. Oh, yeah, there's that, too. Raising some money. Last week, BYU men's basketball received one AP Top 25 vote. They were tied for 44th, Jerem. This week, the Cougars... In at number 31, just six spots out. Are they going to be a top 25 team by regular season's end? If Gonzaga opts out of the West Coast Conference Tournament, BYU wins both this week and wins the semi and a final, I think potentially they could be. I think it might be before that. If BYU wins the final two this week, some more shuffling, they might be a top 25 team going into the West Coast Conference Tournament. It just depends on how well they play against San Francisco and St. Mary's. BYU baseball opened the season Saturday. The Cougars playing eight games in eight days in the Longhorn State with Texas State and Texas. How in the world will BYU have enough pitching? Well, they are traveling Jason Shepard down there to uh, it was a mean games. underhand slow pitch softball. So he throws a forty-six mile an hour fastball that might be so out there that uh, Texas hitters have a hard time getting <laughs> waiting for that ball. 
Um, I think Mike Littlewood has it figured out. I'm honestly not worried because he told us on BYU Sports Nation this is the deepest pitching rotation he has ever had in his tenure at BYU. That's saying something because they've had some really, really good ones. Maybe the Ephus pitch could show up. That's that's when you go crazy slow. They th- they throw overhand in the majors, <laughs> but it's like crazy slow, and the batter's like, what do I do with this? And they just look at it. Bring in Henry Rowan Gardner. Sometimes they uh, launch it to the moon. Coming up, LMU Prop Pick Recap. Plus, the champ is here. Brad Polo of MPSF champion BYU Swim and Dive joins us. Wait until you hear this guy's incredible training schedule. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Watch the latest BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solano on the uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube social media platforms. I know that Kiki was at the men's volleyball match because she was up in the stands doing a hit, and we showed her. She didn't know. There wasn't really anybody else up in the stands, so. (laughs) Right. She was in the upper deck where literally no one was. And I was like, oh, Kiki and the crew are here. Let's go. Can't wait to see it today. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live on a Monday from Studio B. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, our second guest of the day. He is a member of the now reigning MPSF Championship BYU Swim and Dive Team, Brad Prolo. Brad, welcome to BYU Sports Nation, and congratulations on having the best weekend ever. Can we call it that? Yeah, we can. We can. It's one of the best weekends, I can say. <laughs> Let's talk about what you just pulled off, uh, including breaking the BYU school record in the 200-yard butterfly, a minute, 44 seconds, 1600s. What was that moment like for you as an individual swimmer? Uh, for me personally, I was super excited because it was one. It was my very last race, and that was my main event that I was focusing mostly for. So when I touched the wall, I was a little tired, but when I looked up at my time, I was pretty excited. What were the emotions like as you encountered your last race? Obviously, you want to win, you want to go out on a high, but to perform like you did, I, I imagine that was very meaningful to you. What? Did that, how did that feel? Yes, I was. I had a lot of caffeine in my body, and I was really jittery, actually. That's usually how it goes. When you have your favorite event coming up, you are super psyched and ready to go. And sometimes that can help. Sometimes that doesn't. And in this case, it helped. Red Bull gives you wings. You're just shotgunning Red Bulls and Mountain Dews. Like, oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Uh, Brad, what made this team better than the rest in the MPSF, given having to practice and train during the pandemic? Uh, One thing I would say is that we were just able to swim. Uh, A lot of the teams that we swam against uh, from the MPSF championships, uh, many of them are from California and did not have the opportunity to train as much as we did. We had the opportunity right from the beginning of the first semester here the fall semester to get in the pool and put in the hours to get back into shape and get ready for this championship meet brad the butterfly is not an easy stroke right like there are easier ones than that one so what is it what does it take to perform that particular stroke in a, in a swim meet i think it's all upper body it's all your arms and the muscles up in your shoulders um i don't know how why honestly i don't know why i'm so fast at it it's just a stroke that I've lo- come to love. I, I used to be a bro stroker, the one uh, that that looks like a frog. But over <laughs> coming back from my mission, I wanted to break that team record in the butterfly, and so I just kind of switched back over. 
Brad Prolo, record holder for BYU Swim and Dive and the 200-yard butterfly with us on BYU Sports Nation. Brad, what is your weekly training schedule like? Yeah, so every every day, Monday through Saturday, we are swimming. Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, we have two times a day. Uh, so in the morning, we're swimming from 8 to about 7.45, and then from 7.45 to 8.30, we're in the weight room. And then we get our little break, I would say, which includes school, and we come back from 2 to 4. So it's twice a day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Tuesday, Thursday is a little rest day, recovery, and we get to only swim once from 2 to 4 every you, day. You only get to swim once those days. Like this, of all the sports, it's gymnastics and swim and dive where I'm like, you guys go – like way hard. Like basketball shows up, they got film, they got weights and everything. But they'll do like their their one set, you know, practice and then they're off, right? I mean, you guys are like uh, football and fall camp going twice a day. I mean, how do you keep up physically with that? A lot of recovery, a lot of sleep. That, my naps are my favorite thing. So <laughs> when we are able to get those naps in, a lot of food, and mentally you just got to prepare yourself. So it's, it, a lot of swimmers have been doing this their entire life. So. Um, we're kind of just getting used to it. It's the extreme of the naps or the highly caffeinated. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> the come down from all that caffeine yeah, is, is, sig- is significant. Uh, Brad, let's talk about your upcoming competition schedule and your ambitions in the sport. What, what's next for you? For me, my goal actually is NCAA is the championship that's going to be happening in March. Uh, I, I need a, Swim one more time to see if I can get into the top 30 in the nation for my 200-yard butterfly. And I'll be going to Texas to do that. And I hope that I can get that time, that drop that I need. But if not, then it's the Olympic season. So the Olympics are coming up. Uh, Trials are going to be this summer. And that's my goal is to get to the trials. That would be amazing. It really would be. Uh, who else stuck out? Because there were a lot of notable performances among your teammates on both the men and women's side. There were tons of people on the swim team who actually came in clutch and were able to produce great times, such as Josue Dominguez, our breast choker from the Dominican Republic. He broke some records as well. We had Javier Mata, who uh, is from Spain. He actually won six out of his seven events, so he put up the most points helping us win. Uh, we had people who were not seated to win events, but they came in and uh, got top three, got top performances, which really helped the team drive forward to win. Brad, I hope that you have uh, earned a long nap today. That should be like in the contract when you win or you break a school record that you get to nap as long as you want. So, uh, let us know who we need to talk to to make that happen. All right. I think Tom Homo needs to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Tom? Hey, Brad, congratulations again. It's great to have you on BYU Sports Station. Let's give you some karma so you can get that time drop and uh, pursue your bigger goals. Thank you so much. You got it. Brad Polo on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. Oh, that there were a contract. I know, right? <laughs> I was like, 
Homie's an NCAA athlete. Yep, no contracts. <laughs> uh, at least name, image, likeness is coming down the pipe. Well, the contract is you will go to class and you will get good enough grades so that you can keep receiving your scholarship. That's not an issue with <laughs> swim and dive. Okay? That's the, these are smart uh, kids, absolutely. Okay, coming up, today's Rise and Shadow. Plus, the best moments from BYU's win against Gonzaga one year ago tonight. This is BYU Sports Nation. Look a little different than LMU, right? This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. You, what are you doing here? Californians. Yes, BYU dominated in California. I lived in California the for Californian now. teams of the West Coast cool. Conference. Um, and that takes us to our prop pick recap presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. We asked question number one, which Cougar will hit the most three-pointers against LMU? Yeah. Four different guys made two. Brandon Averett, Caleb Lohner, Spencer Johnson, and Trevin Nell. You chose Brandon Averett. I went with Caleb Lohner, so there's a tie there. Who will score the third basket, field goal or free throw for BYU? You got this right! Matt Harms, my guy. Matt Harms. I believe you said it was Matty Harms. Matty Harms. Matty Harms. So you you took the lead. Jerem's got a lead after two. Two to one. Well, just wait. Number three. Caleb Lohner will score how many points tomorrow? I had Caleb with 14. You went with 11. Yeah. He had 18. Even better. And so I get the point because I was closer. So once again, in a bizarre twist, we remain tied. No will of consequence to spin, at least until after Thursday's game versus San Francisco. Hey, maybe our producer Ben should spin it when we tie. Ooh, I like yeah! That. Okay. Yeah, something that we can potentially get on board for. How many Lafonzos do you know? Lafonso Ellis? Besides that. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. Okay, bonus question time, Jerem, at the end of the show. One year ago tonight, 23rd ranked BYU stunned yeah. number two Gonzaga in one of the most unforgettable, raucous, loud BYU basketball home wins ever. What's your favorite moment from last year's win against the number two Zags? Yoli Child's dunk, because that was the uh, nail in the coffin. That was the, uh, you know, that was it. That was the finish, and it was so exciting. Connor Harding drives in, oh. gives the Yoli dunks it, and it was like, BYU did it. BYU did it. And it was so special. And all of a sudden it was like, wait, BYU just beat number two Gonzaga. BYU's a ranked team as well at 23 at this point. Did they jump like, up to number 14 after this? Maybe 17. 17? Okay. Yeah, Pepperdine, I think. Um, uh, we can look it up. But yeah. just what a fun night. The crowd storms. They celebrate. Everyone hangs out. Because what, what members of the church love to do is just sit there and hang out. They love to linger longer. So they're like, hey, get the team back out here. Let's get a mic. And Mark Pope's doing his really high-pitched thing. Oh, can you believe this, yeah. Yoli Childs? Yeah, he's doing a sports center hit down there. Just chaos, and it was awesome, man. <laughs> the dunk from Yoli was perfect because his last two points in the Marriott Center needed to be established in that fashion. A dunk against Gonzaga, senior night. Oh, special! it was perfect. It was a perfect goodbye for Yoli Childs and Jake Toulson, TJ Haas, Zach Selyus. That just was Dalton Nixon Dalton comes Nixon. in late. Yes, he gets that in the was game. Cool. That was incredible. Yeah. It was a great moment. Um, an off the radar one for me was, and and I was standing next to you when this happened. Uh, early in the second half, 
Colby Lee takes a three-pointer, and I'm like, this goes in, BYU ain't losing. Bang! And he knocks it down. I was like, oh my goodness, BYU's probably going to win this game. Yes, Colby Lee's knocking down threes, and Yoli's, you know, nodding his head. TJ's doing his thing. <laughs> Richard Harward's on the bench. Yeah, you know, I was like, like, if Colby, Colby Lee's doing that, BYU's not losing. And that's the main difference I see between this year's team, which is really good, right, and then last year's team. Last year's team has that win. That win accounts for a lot of the feeling mm-hmm. you have about that team generally. Now, that team played a tougher schedule as well, went to Maui and, and did pretty well um, and, and played a really good schedule. Obviously, this year is different where BYU didn't have that opportunity. Suddenly, they're playing St. John's on a day's notice, you know, USC, blah, blah, blah. But it was a special season capped by that. We just forget the next game because it was a lost St. Mary's, blah, blah, blah. Just good feelings from the gun. Yeah. The most memorable moment I had from the day before that was when I banked in that half-court shot on a that live was awesome. Sports Nation. That was awesome. That was our closest thing to game day. That was really fun. Our question yeah. of the day. Is this BYU basketball team better than last year's BYU basketball team? Based on what CBS Sports said on Saturday, why or why not? Our elite voice of the day is from at Scott Ernest, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. The season... It is better team, but last year's team had a better chance to make big upsets. Does that make sense? Like there's more depth, I think, is what okay. is being inferred there, perhaps. Certainly a better defensive team, yeah. but the scorers. I mean, you had one, three guys, like, who do we get the ball to at the end of the game? I don't know. Yoli, Jake, TJ, whoever. Like right now, you'd think that'd be Alex Barcelo, but it ended up being Caleb Lohner in a crazy situation yes. against Pacific, so we'll, we'll see. Six games in a row, six different leading scores. Yeah, Alex Barcelo took the missed shot against Boise State. Doesn't it? Today's Rise Shout-Out presented by Mountain North Credit and guiding you forward. Zach Eschenberg gets mine, career-high 16 kills. He's playing with two first-team All-American pin hitters, but he was the guy with the most kills in the five-cent win. Hey, the Eschenbergs and the Hardings apparently have a – they're jostling for who should be the number one power couple. Indeed they are. Mine goes to BYU women's basketball who finished their home schedule undefeated 9-0. and Woo! Wins over number 16 Gonzaga in Portland last week to finish things out. They win at home. Our thanks to today's guest, BYU basketball assistant coach Cody Feger and Brad Prolo of BYU Swim and Dive. Sorry to Dennis Pitt, we ran out of time. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSM. For Jeremiah, Spencer, shout-out to Kylie Maeda. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern for another live edition of BYU Sports Nation. Go Cougs! Where are you in there, Jeremiah? You can't see me? I'm right there. No, just on the left side.